I think we're really lucky to have this really unique relationship with these other space exploration companies to be helping us do what we want to do, which is explore the final frontier. This is the Sciences Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration only on MarketScale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I am your host, Tyler Kern, and joining me on the line is Gabby Dobater. She is the America's Support Team Manager for Icon Science. Gabby, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Tyler. Thanks very much for having me today and having, and having Icon as well in the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited to have this conversation. And then also joining us on the line is Yarianis Del Moro. She's the regional product champion for Icon Science. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Tyler. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So today we are talking about quantitative interpretation and incorporating seismic and well data, uh, which is a highly integrated and multidisciplinary process. Um, we're, we're talking about uh, incorporating it into the world of unconventional reservoirs. Uh, now, it's been something that has been... Con- uh, used quite a bit in conventional reservoirs for quite some time. So, Gabby, I just want to start off and ask you this question. That why has the adoption been slower when it comes to unconventional reservoirs in the world of oil and gas? Uh, well, yeah, I, ideally, I mean, the, the techniques that we have that been developed so far has been their focus on, on conventional reservoirs because it's easier to actually get uh, or extract the oil and gas in a conventional setting. So when it comes to, to unconventional, we really need to have to, to, to change our mindset of the things that we have done traditionally. And that's been taking a lot of time. Also, you know, there's so far, it's probably been almost maybe around 15 or 10 years ago that there's been an increase in the need of oil and gas uh, worldwide. So that has also pushed the... the to, uh, that has pushed the the uh, the use of, of trying to get more oil and gas from unconventional settings as well. So it's being driven by really the need to to get more energy. Also, um, we have developed this uh, technology of using seismic and well data and tying that information together, mostly for offshore settings. But since the revamp of the unconventional onshore reservoirs. Uh, we have seen that maybe in the last eight to ten years, uh, that technology applied to that type of reservoir was like not so popular. But since the downturn in the oil and gas industry that has started about 2015, we have seen that companies have gotten a little bit smarter when it comes to applying technology to be more efficient in terms of like money saving but also in getting more production out of the unconventional resource and in order to achieve that we need to use more data and that includes like 3d data like seismic but also the discrete data that comes from well information so what makes these unconventional reservoirs a unique challenge or, or maybe more challenging uh, for geoscientists than uh, maybe the, the more conventional ones? What, what is it specifically that makes them unique? What makes them unique is that, you know, actually getting or extracting the oil and gas uh, is, is really is harder in unconventional reservoir. In a traditional or conventional reservoir is um, naturally the, the 
the, por the porosity of the rocks or the sandstones allows for the oil and gas to get trapped and you know naturally flow when you're when, while you're drilling it. So once you drill, that uh, naturally the oil and gas flows uh, through to through the pipe. Uh, in a in an unconventional reservoir, essentially the oil and gas is trapped and there's no way due to uh, low porosity or low permeability to uh, for that oil and gas to flow naturally. So you have to go through techniques of like fracturing the rock, fracturing the shale uh, to, to be able to, to extract that oil and gas. And that's what is makes it uh, a challenge for, for uh, geoscientists or for engineers uh, to get that oil and gas uh, from a conventional reservoir. But also uh, to add into what Gabby was saying is not only like designing those fracking um, jobs, but also understanding, you have to go a little bit beyond uh, in understanding the distribution of the pressure in the reservoir. We also need to understand how the mechanical properties are affecting those fractures so that we actually penetrate and stimulate that formation that has the oil and we don't produce water by applying this workflow incorrectly. So that has always been a challenge for the geoscientist community and also for the engineers. So uh, I believe, uh, Gabby, I, I think it was you that said earlier that uh, you have similar workflows, but you have to kind of change your mindset and change your way of thinking when it comes to unconventional reservoirs. Explain what you mean and, and what has to change in, in your approach in this case and uh, you know, as you tackle this different challenge. Yeah, so when, you know, for example, when in a, in a conventional or traditional uh, a project for, for a conventional reservoir, you, I mean, there are things that you can apply, techniques that are well known in the industry, such as uh, the ABO technique, the amplitude versus offset, and that's using the seismic or incorporating the seismic to your, to, to, to do your reservoir characterization. Um, in, um, in an unconventional uh, reservoir, you, you can apply the technique, but then kind of the principles uh, has to be adapted. In an unconventional reservoir, the, an ABO, this amplitude versus offset um, differences that you can see in, an, in a conventional reservoir are really hard to detect. So you really need to try to apply techniques that can allow you to, for example, define uh, or, or being able to detect what you're looking for, the shells, the fracture zones, the, the naturally fracture zones, the areas or the areas with high TOC. So you have to try to apply your your workflows, your traditional workflows that incorporate your wells and the seismic, your um, your rock physics analysis to try to apply that to an unconventional setting. So yeah, you have to think a uh, you have to think a little bit uh, more about how you're going to apply those workflows. They can be applied. Um, you just need to kind of, yeah, uh, rethink a little bit uh, what you actually want to, what, what are you looking or uh, what you're looking after. So I believe, like, like what Gabby said about the amplitude anomalies, they're mostly tied to hydrocarbon presence. But in an unconventional reservoir, those amplitude anomalies are probably not related to just the presence of oil. 
it behaves similarly, like adding more porosity to the rocks. So understanding those different parameters, how they interact with each other, how do they change the seismic responses, uh, that is what is making these workflows that have been known and established for so many years um, to be applicable, but in a different way to the unconventions. So it, it sounds to me like you are taking a picture of all of the data that you have and compiling it all together to basically give you a snapshot of what, uh, an accurate snapshot of what is occurring underneath the surface. So you know, um, I suppose, what kind of tools you need for a particular job. Is, is that an accurate statement that, that all of the data and everything that you're compiling, whether it's well data, seismic data, all of that sort of thing, is all giving you just a picture of what's going on underneath the surface of the Earth? Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Um, so basically, you can think about seismic like it's uh, like ultrasound uh, of the Earth. So you want to see where there is a fault, where there is like a, an anticline, like, like a mountain. You want to understand what are the structures that can be trapping that oil on the subsurface. So seismic and well data, they help you get that picture together. And what we've been developing lately, um, for example, at ICON, uh, it's just like gathering all that data in a more efficient way by using algorithms like machine learning and trying to incorporate all that information um, with hard and powerful computers so that we can get a more accurate picture. Absolutely. So um, explain some maybe examples of uh, situations where this has been implemented successfully, where you have, uh, you know, looked at unconventional reservoirs and been able to apply these techniques. What are some uh, What are some ways that this has been successful in the past? Uh, well, yeah. So we have, um, I mean, we have examples. I mean, we've been working with uh, operators on on the Permian Basin, which is an unconventional uh, a unconventional setting, where techniques that we have developed within icons, such as uh, the joint impedances and phases inversion, they've been able to, to successfully help uh, the operators to actually locate uh, the areas of, of, of high TOC or also the areas of uh, drilling hazards. So it's not only, it's not only helping the operators to um, get the areas where they're gonna be economic, where they're gonna have economical success but also they're helping the operators and the drillers to find the or locate the areas where they actually could have problems. So, and in that way, they're also, you know, saving and making their projects uh, more viable. So things that we have done, you know, we have been able to get this picture of the, of the subsurface uh, and translate that into well locations or, how, or areas that you can actually guide your, your drilling. We've also like applying different techniques just to get more information of the data that we're collecting. Um, there is tons of information available in these onshore unconventional reservoirs. So by developing this workflow in a systematic way, we have like tie, for example, production, like hydrocarbon production to pressure by using the results of the seismic inversion with GIFI. The, joint impedance phases inversion. And that has helped 
many operators. We have published like several of these cases. Um, we have one with like Devon, and we're presenting some of those cases in the conference that is coming up um, here in Denver, our tech, which is unconventional resources technology conference, and that where we have explained the successful cases for many onshore environments, not only in the U.S., but also in other countries. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was reading that um, that there was a successful application as well in the Delaware Basin. Is that right? And was that a similar um, a similar application to what uh, took place in the Permian Basin, or was it uh, was that a different uh, type of solution? Yep. So the Delaware is a part of the Permian. So like the Permian Basin is um is it, it, we call it kind of like a region, and it's divided in three different parts. And one of them is the Delaware Basin, which is on the western side of the Permian Basin. Then we have the central platform uh, that is just on the structural high. And then we have the Midland Basin. So we have uh, developed a lot of these uh, case studies um, in the Midland initially, where it's seismic data has a slightly better quality compared to the Delaware. But we have also worked with several operators um, in different parts of the states uh, in the Delaware where they have seen the success of these techniques apply to increase of production and also avoiding uh, drilling issues. Yeah, and, and and I think just along with that success, one of the things that comes along with that is that these uh, workflows are proving to be economically viable as well as they are helping uh, helping uh, companies find more success when it comes to uh, being in these basins and and going to these reservoirs. Is that right? Have, has has these uh, have these workflows basically been shown to be effective in the long run and and economically viable? Yes, yes, absolutely. They, you know, we we. Uh, we have um, Oxy, for example, uh, is been using these techniques, uh, this, in, this inversion, the inversion results, uh, specifically to guide um, to guide the, the the reservoirs and to make them more uh, economically viable. So they're uh, doing their drilling campaigns based on these uh, on this on these results on these volume, volumes generated by the by uh, doing the reservoir characterization on the unconventional projects. We have also seen like smaller operators applying these techniques in more like an exploration setting. Um, a lot of the unconventional resources in the US, they have been um, proven by many years, but some areas have been exploited a little bit more than others. And these techniques like Jifi or like applying like geomechanics and exhausted like a pore pressure analysis has helped this development to like pick better areas like where to invest the money, where they should be finding issues when it comes to drilling, how they can save money by applying this um, knowledge into a more efficient drilling campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have actually seen that success and and the success not only in defining the oil but also saving the money when uh, they're trying to find the oil and produce that oil. 
Absolutely. So with that success, do you think that this will become a more widespread uh, technique or is it is it something that's difficult to do and so you don't see uh, a lot of people really implementing it? Uh, wh- which way do you think this goes? I think uh, more and more companies are applying these integrated workflows. We have seen more companies um, having more integrated teams um, where we have like the reservoir engineers, the drilling engineers, working with the geomechanicists, working with the geophysicists, the geologists, uh, all together to get the most out of the information that they're getting when they drill a well, when they shoot a new seismic survey. So yes, definitely we have seen that this type of integrated workflows, um, systematic um, applications have improved the success of a company. Yeah, and, and to add a little bit more to, to what your Janice just uh, just said, I mean, integration um, is, a, is a cliche, but integration is the key. So when you when you think about, you know, when, when the value and the amount of, you know, uh, savings uh, in a pro- that, that a project uh, doing uh, a project or a QI project can give to a team um, that is integrated, I mean, it's, it's is is more viable than you know just drill a well and spending millions drilling a well and then finding that a dry hole so making this you know it's a, this integrated workflow uh when you're trying to to get from from the geophysics and get the geophysics to talk to the geology and the geomechanics and the drilling engineer um is 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 helping is helping these companies to to be better really uh, so I think that's uh, it's here to stay. I think it's been taking a little bit longer for all the disciplines to come together, but definitely we are on the path that this is uh, this is the way to go. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think these uh, systematic workflows are here to stay, and I think that they are a large part of the industry moving forward. And uh, Gabby, I was wondering if you could talk to me just a little bit more about Icon Science and your place in the industry and uh, how you've kind of helped pioneer these technologies going forward. Yeah, so, well, I, Icon Science, I mean, we've, we've been around since 2002, and uh, our our expertise is based on this QI workflow, so this quantitative interpretation, and trying to help clients or operators, small or big players, to get the most out of, uh, out of their data, out of their seismic, out of the wells, and applying these techniques such as our, you know, joint impedances and phases inversion as JIFA and our geomechanics workflows definitely uh, add the value on these integrated workflows. So we, we, uh, we're, we're happy to help our clients. I mean, that's what we do. And we, our goal is to basically get them uh, to do, to get the most out of their data. I, I will agree completely when Gabby is saying, and also like we keep, striving on innovation. So we've been adding not only like new techniques for seismic inversion uh, and the integration with geomechanics, but we have been also like incorporating machine learning into our workflows so that we can have a better use of that huge database that is available out there. So yes, we're here to help our clients succeed and help them see the integration of the different disciplines to get better hydrocarbon extraction from these unconventional reservoirs. 
Absolutely. So it's applying uh, machine learning and AI into this world of oil and gas to uh, to get the most, to, to get the highest return on these unconventional reservoirs. And it's uh, fantastic work that you're doing there at Icon Science. And I'm excited to see what you continue to do in the future as this continues to grow and become more widely used and more widely known. So Gabby and Georgianis, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast and talking a little bit more about this. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks very much for the opportunity. Thank you, Tyler. And thanks again for having us.